Want to get you the very latest on uh, President Donald Trump. He has pled not guilty in court today. ABC News legal analyst Royal Oaks is with us. This is really perfunctory, wasn't it, Royal? What happened today in court? Yeah, it was dramatic and yet no big surprises. And, of course, we've seen this drill before. It's the third indictment. So uh, Donald Trump did personally appear in court in Washington, D.C., in federal court, before a magistrate judge. Not the judge who will actually preside over the rest of the case, but a magistrate judge who handles more procedural, less substantive things. So he entered his not guilty plea, of course. They they did uh, not take a mugshot. Uh, they did fingerprint him. There no handcuffs, of course. Uh, no release conditions. You know, sometimes people accused of felonies, they, they can't travel, they have to hand over their passport. He can go to the North Pole and visit Santa Claus if he wants, as long as Santa Claus is not a witness, because the magistrate did say you may not communicate with people who are witnesses in the case. And that probably includes the co-conspirators, the unindicted co-conspirators like Rudy Giuliani and, and uh, John Eastman, the constitutional law professor. So uh, there is uh, it is clear that Trump side is going to try to move to change venue. Uh, they're very concerned about the fact that uh, Washington, D.C. voted 92 percent to 5 percent for Biden over Trump. And they want to move it to West Virginia or Virginia. I wouldn't bet on that because the uh, judges are pretty allergic to to moving cases. So that's essentially what happened. August 28th is uh, the next hearing, uh, at which point uh, the regular judge will, will presumably uh, preside and set a trial date. We know that uh, Trump wants to put the trial off way off past the November 2024 election and the prosecution wants it to happen as soon as possible. What is the threshold for changing venue? You hit on the fact that they can't on a whim say, well, we don't really like these circumstances and change it. What will a judge consider? What are valid reasons? How will that decision take place? Yeah, the key is, is there a threat to a fair trial? Maybe there's overwhelming publicity in uh, a particular community. Maybe uh, the events impacted the community so dramatically that it's going to be almost impossible to get 12 people who would be unbiased. Uh, the difficulty is, and we've seen this in so many high-profile cases from O.J. Simpson, Michael Jackson, and, and uh, Harvey Weinstein, etc., the defense usually tries to move it to a more favorable jurisdiction, and it almost never works. Judges don't like to move the cases. Uh, the judge would stay with the case, and the judge would then have to basically move for the duration of the trial. And essentially what the judge will say is, look, we work very hard here at trial to make sure that the 12 who are picked are unbiased. Uh, you get a free strike. Each side can say uh, strike eight uh, jurors if you think they're biased. Uh, and if somebody is shown during the questioning period that they don't have an open mind, fine, we'll get rid of them. Just, but just because a community voted a certain way in a certain election is not a reason to move the case. Royal, a prosecutor on behalf of the government before the trial ended said, quote, this case would benefit from normal order, including a speedy trial. But Trump's lawyer pushed back on that so it would give them time to weigh the, quote, scope and extent of the Justice Department's evidence. What do you think is going to happen here? Well, the magistrate said that in the next two or three days, she wants to see the Trump side submit evidence to the court uh, in the form of a brief and a list of exhibits and witnesses. And just how voluminous will the evidence and how big will the case be? The idea being the bigger it is, the more Trump has a solid case for putting the decision or the trial off. Now, of course, tactically, if Trump gets it put off to, say, 2025, which is not an unheard of delay in, in, in big, complex cases. And he's got a lot of other stuff on his plate next year. If he gets it put off, theoretically, if he's elected president again, 
he could pardon himself. We don't know the Supreme Court would put up with that, but they probably would. In addition, his new attorney general could dismiss the case. Predictably, the uh, prosecution sees things much differently. As you say, they told the magistrate, hey, let's let's follow the speedy trial law dictates and, you know, let's have it soon. We know that the Stormy Daniels trial in New York is going in March. We know that the Mar-a-Lago documents case is going in May. So probably the judge in this case, who is no fan of Donald Trump, uh, she will probably set it in the summer. And the reason I say that is because we have experience with uh, her hearing other cases involving Donald Trump. She said he's not a king and he's no longer president and rejecting an executive privilege argument. She also made a point, this judge, uh, of reacting to some rioters who she was sentencing. She sentenced 38 rioters, some to five years in prison regarding the January 6th events. And some of them have said, hey, you know, what about the big guys that uh, encouraged us to do this? And she said from the bench, that's exactly right. That's a good point. Nobody has been charged who is really responsible for the events of January 6th. So she's kind of telegraphed her punch. Uh, it is, this is not the best judge uh, to have been picked for Donald Trump's trial. She was chosen at random. There are 13 eligible judges in D.C., nine appointed by Obama, four by Trump. Trump just happened to pull one of them appointed by Obama. And that's interesting, Royal, because if he's convicted, the judge will be the one that decides the sentence. That's true. Uh, and uh, not only that, but all sorts of uh, significant motions. For example, the we now know, having looked at this indictment for a couple of days, that uh, a couple of the statutes that Special Counsel Jack Smith uh, is relying on, uh, they don't really seem to be tailor-made for Trump's kind of situation. The obstruction statute really relates to destroying documents. The uh, defrauding the United States statute really relates to stealing money from the government. That stuff didn't happen here. Now, some judges have interpreted these statutes broadly, so maybe uh, the government's position will be upheld. But it wouldn't be a shock if, after this current trial judge rules against Donald Trump on those issues, if Trump goes up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and if they agree to take the case, uh, they could knock out a big chunk of Jack Smith's case. Does a conviction prohibit someone from running for president? No. If you have a conviction under a few statutes or constitutional clauses, including involving insurrection or espionage, that theoretically could bar you for, for life from holding federal office. But these charges against Donald Trump would not prevent it, even if he were convicted. And, of course, the, the example everybody likes to point out is that back in 1920, socialist Eugene Debs was sitting in a prison cell having violated the Espionage Act, and he ran for president, and he won hundreds of thousands of votes. And Of course, he didn't win, but the point is he was allowed to run. And, you know, as a practical matter, of course, if Donald Trump is convicted uh, and incarcerated, you, you know, his support is going to disappear. And Ron DeSantis is finally going to get some airtime. Uh, but theoretically, uh, no, a, a charge and a conviction uh, involving Trump's situation in Washington would not prevent him from running for president or serving as president. Yeah, toward the end of the month, Royal, obviously it's going to be a very busy time here in Wisconsin, Milwaukee specifically, uh, with the debate on the 23rd. Still not sure if Trump will be there. Uh, The next hearing in the case will be August 28th. We know Trump doesn't need to be there, but uh, what happens between now and then, between where we are at the beginning of August and, and the end? What happens next is the strategizing by the lawyers. The Trump team will do their best to present the case for this being so complex. The trial should be put way off. In addition, Trump will begin to file motions uh, on those issues I was mentioning, for example, about uh, whether the statutes apply. And 
although sometimes uh, parties are, are told by the courts, you can't go up the appellate ladder yet. You have to wait until you lose if you're convicted. Uh, on other uh, occasions, the courts will say, you know what, this is a very significant issue. It's a technical legal issue. It's not a jury question. Uh, and so, yes, we will entertain Donald Trump's early appeal called an interlocutory appeal uh, before the jury trial, because if he's got a point, we don't want to waste the time and money uh, to have an actual jury trial, only to have the whole thing tossed out. ABC News legal analyst Royal Oaks. Great perspective, Royal. Thank you so much for being with us. You bet. Thanks.